Our sponsor, Riss and Cal, is pulling out all of the stops for this holiday season. If you are listening to this episode, uh, it is three days before Christmas, so you're past the deadline to be able to get this for Christmas, but why not buy something for yourself? Go online to fourfrills.com slash shop right now. Pick out all your favorite things, and you might find things like cell phone accessories, uh, my personal favorite, the LED speakers, which are oh so cool. Now, Matt, we normally give people 15% off with our personal promo code, right? Yes, that is correct. And through December 31st, they're also getting a free Bluetooth keychain speaker with our Beers and Ears logo when they spend 50 or more, right? Yes, and running out of time for that. So get get on that, everybody. Yeah, well, Riss and Cal wants you to have a very happy new year. Uh, they are doing a buy one, get one 50% off of equal or uh, lesser value on top of all of that. So uh, basically layers. Yeah, I know, right? Um, so here's what you have to do. Uh, once you pick out all your favorites, use promo code BOGO50 and then promo code BEERS. So you get to use two. So they layer on top of one another. That's B-E-E-R-S is that second code. Uh, when they layer on top of each other and when it all shakes out, it's like getting over 30% off your purchase. It is an amazing deal that helps you support our show. So some proceeds go to help the show. So if you like our show, you're helping us out. All right, let's start the show. Welcome to the Beers and Ears podcast. Here are your hosts, Casey Woolley and Matthew Brown. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the last of the holiday episodes of the Beers and Ears podcast. We are, what, two, three days before Christmas? So uh, I can't believe it. It's crazy. Yeah, I can't believe it. Like, I, I felt like we just started recording these holiday episodes, and now it's like, oh, I guess we're done. <laughs> yeah, well, we got to save some for next year. I mean, we're going to be around next year, so we got to save some for that. Now, I got, I got to tell a funny story here for a second, because when we were playing these episodes out, like, three months ago or two and a half months ago, you know, we put them on a calendar and whatever. And so last week we're doing business and, and Matt, Matt comes to me, he goes, Casey, I got a question for you. And I'm like, okay. He goes, so next week we're supposed to record an episode that is Christmas and Disney, <laughs> Christmas and Disney. Why that warm feeling? He's like, what does that mean? <laughs> of course, we had just recorded two episodes last week when we did this. And I'm like, you know what? I can't remember what I was thinking about. I don't remember. <laughs> I was like, I think it's how Disney and Christmas invoke similar feelings of just warmth and embracement and magic. I'm like, but to be honest with you, I don't know how we make a podcast episode out of that. I don't know what I don't know if you had too much beer when we put that one in there or what. But, <laughs> so oh, last week I was like I was like, hey, have you seen the new Lego Star Wars holiday special yet? And he and you had not seen it at that point. And I'm like, oh my god, talk about like and when we were planning these episodes, we we th- th- we didn't even know it was gonna be something that came out. So we're like, well why not cover that? It's an amazing it's an amazing episode. It's an amazing movie. It's like forty five minutes long and it's a per- it, we, we talked we've talked a lot about Christmas classics and it's one of those ones that I think I will watch every year. It's that good. And so, uh, um, I, I feel like we have to clarify here. This is the Lego, 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 yes, Lego. Yes, yes. Not to be, Ar- not to be, not the B. Arthur one. Not the, not the one from the 1970s that is critically panned that you can't find anywhere but YouTube. <laughs> yeah, this is the Lego one. This is the one that came out on Disney Plus a couple weeks ago. 
And I said, Matt, let's, let's do it. So yeah, so that's what we're going to do. We're going to talk a little bit about Lego and the uh, Lego Star Wars holiday special. Maybe we'll more, work in some warm feelings about the holidays too. I don't know. <laughs> well, let, let's, start, let's start there actually, because I think what you were going for is that, yeah, they like Christmas is a time where, you know, it's all about family and getting together and, um, honestly, the holidays are a big part of creating stories, like the story of your family. And yeah. you sit down and a lot of times people go see movies or read stories or stuff like that on Christmas. And, you know, that's the core of what the Disney company is. It's a, it's all about bringing families together, telling a great story. And so, yeah. and so it, it makes sense that they go hand in hand. I agree with you. And, and honestly, I think, you know, when we kind of, we're going to tee this up last week, you know. That, that's a great tee up for the fact that we get a great story out of this, this movie. So first of all, I went into this, not having any clue what I was getting myself into. I, I have played, I have played Lego star Wars games before on, you know, on Nintendo and otherwise, and they're always a blast. Um, I've seen the Lego movie, which is great. They do a great job. I've always thought the relationship that Disney or even before Disney Lucasfilm and Lego had was an interesting relationship, but I I went into this unsure what I was getting. And so I had to do a little bit of research as I was watching, I was doing the research before we even knew we were doing, doing the show. And, And the first thing I Googled was is Lego star Wars canon because this particular movie picks up, technically after the events of rise of skywalker and so it's it's really interesting because i mean rise of skywalker i know there's a lot of mixed emotion a lot of mixed opinions i know you and i even disagree about rise of skywalker but you know it ends and that's supposed to be the end of of the original series of the original saga yet this picks up at the end of that so I looked it up and I found that the term they use is it's not legends, believe it or not. It's not Star Wars legends. It's canon adjacent is the term okay. that they use. Canon adjacent, meaning that it takes place in the same general universe and overall canon, but because it's not actual Star Wars, it's Lego they can get away with a little bit more liberties in the way that do do things. Yet with that in mind, I don't really feel that this particular movie took too many liberties at all. In fact, I feel that it does a really good job bringing us back. And in a lot of ways, I think in its 45 minutes does a pretty good job at, I, I think it even does a better job than Rise of Skywalker in some ways at kind of bringing us in universe. Does that make sense? Yeah, they do a really nice job of telling a story that feels like it should be canon. Like, it, or I guess not it should be, but that it could be. And it's yeah. not so outlandish thing happening. Some of the characters maybe are a little bit more out, outlandish in personality. Like, uh, for example, the Emperor is definitely made to be more <laughs> And, which yeah. I love. Don't get me wrong. Yes. I love. Yes. But the the emperor is very much not a silly character in in the Star Wars movies. It, it's um, almost like it's almost like you you got the canon of of the the Skywalker saga mixed with the humor of 
a South Park or a Family Guy or an American Dad in some ways. Well, Lego is kind of like the Deadpool of of universes. I mean, this is not the first special that Lego has done. I mean, they've no. done um, they did a Frozen one. Uh, a while back that premiered on Disney Channel. Um, and they've done other stuff like that where they're kind of meta-aware, so to speak. Yep. And you see that in this, um, where they, they do some like, you know, we're aware of this problem in the universe or that we're in a star. Like they, they, they reference those types of things. Yeah. And here, here's what I like. So setting this up. So the basic premise here is that all of our favorite um, characters from – Rise of Skywalker. You got Finn, you got Poe, you got Ray, you got Chewie, uh, you got Rose, which I'm so happy to see Rose has a big appearance in this as well. Um, along with lots of other special guests, they're preparing for Life Day. Now, here's what's fun about this. Everybody, we, we referenced the original Lego, or we referenced the original holiday special back in the 70s, which is universally panned as one of the worst things that ever came out of Star Wars ever. This pokes fun at it. I mean, this pokes yeah. fun. It brings elements of that. Again, Life Day, which is a holiday in the original special, as I understand it, was celebrated on uh, Chewbacca's home planet. Well, now Life Day is celebrated throughout the galaxy. It's not just a Chewbacca thing, although Chewbacca's family does rejoin us here, which is hilarious. Um, and they're celebrating. And and you get a little bit of turmoil. Ray is trying to train Finn uh, in the Jedi ways. I like that because there was a lot of questions. Is Finn force sensitive? Is he, could he become a Jedi? A lot of that was left unanswered at the end of, of rise of Skywalker. Ray gets a little, you know, upset uh, that she's unable to train him effectively. Um, she picks up one of her Jedi books and it says that only on life day, can you go to this one place and you'll get the answers, blah, 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 blah. And so she travels there. And that's, that's basically the premise, the setup for what then happens. What I like about this movie, before we even get into all the time travel that happens, is that it is pulling from the universe, the in-universe that Disney has created with the new trilogy. So it's not just pulling from the movies. It, it talks about Tip Yip, which is actually a dish that you can get at Star Wars Galaxy's Edge in on Batuu. Uh, that's where it was. That was where it was coined at. It actually references Batuu. So suddenly yeah. you are able to um, suddenly they're bringing in all of this, all these elements that they've worked so hard. The theme park elements, the movie elements. Again, we're gonna, well, well, we're going to get there in a second. That that wasn't quite here, but it's going to reference it in the time travel in a minute. The Mandalorian, the the prequels, the sequels. Um, it gets to be a lot of fun to the point that your head is like spinning because there's so much going on. And I, I will say they have a, a really nice voice cast. Um, yeah. A lot of the, the original actors are not back. So like Ray and Finn and um, uh, Poe Dameron are not voiced by uh, the uh, Daisy Ridley, John Boyega and Oscar Isaac. Uh, respectively, but um, uh, they have stand-ins that honestly I had to look up like, wait, is that Daisy Ridley or not? Like I had to look it up. 
But, uh, I mean, they get Billy D. Williams back. Uh, Anthony Daniels is C-3PO. Kelly Marie Tran voices yeah. Rose. Rose yeah. Um, and then you also get a lot of the people like D. Bradley Baker and Matt Lantner, who voiced uh, characters in uh, the Clone Wars series and do yeah. a lot of reprising of the roles. So it, 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 it feels very much like Star Wars uh, because the voice cast does so well. Yeah, it does a good job acting as a conglomeration of everything we've we've come to love about star wars and and that and that basically takes us to kind of where we go where where ray winds up um in Cordu- i think it's cordoku and there she basically encounters some kind of a special stone that allows her to travel through time and you start to see her jumping at all these key points in star wars history that to me i the creativeness of this particular movie is is pretty insane. First of all, it doesn't feel like a holiday special when you get into it. Like there's those elements that are happening back when they're trying to prepare for Life Day, but her adventures, it doesn't feel like a holiday special. I mean, obviously you've got Yoda at the end with the, with the with the holiday hat on and he's he's reading out of a book, right? I mean, there's some funny parts there. But just the elements of Rey kind of jumping around at the different points in Star Wars history, it's fun. And it's and it leaves you on the edge of your seat going, where's she going to next? What's going to happen now? Whether it's with young Luke Skywalker, young uh, uh, Han Solo, when she's in the elevator shaft with, with uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi and Anakin Skywalker, and Obi turns around and goes, hello there, in that Ewan McGregor voice. You know, like, it just, it, it. It felt really cool. And I found myself cracking up at all, like, especially when the time started getting much faster and she started going around from place to place to place. And it, it, and it just was so fast and so quick. You had mentioned the Mandalorian when the Mandalorian with baby Yoda is right there, like very creative. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, this is a really creative on how they tie everything together. Yeah. And and they don't try to take time travel too seriously. You know, one no. of my pet peeves of, of time travel movies is they, you know, it's, oh, we can't do anything here that might upset the order. And they have to go through all that, you know, shenanigans. Whereas this, I mean, reference that stuff could be different, but but pretty much doesn't worry about that. And and so really what jump starts the plot, you know, she she's going through all these places, like going to see where Yoda was training Luke Skywalker. And she's like, wow, I'm seeing where everyone's trained. And you're like, okay, this is really cool. What really jump starts it though, is she time travels to when, uh, and, and I, I'm going to rehash this moment because this is, this is when I was laughing out loud the most. Um, so as I mentioned before, the emperor is definitely more silly, which I, I think, suits well in like more of a comedy thing i know like things like robot chicken um have done parodies of star wars and the emperor is like this more silly character and i think it fits well in a parody or like a canon adjacent thing like this Mm -hmm. and so they're on it's episode six and they're on you know it's death star 2 and darth vader's like oh i actually have a really you know cool name for this Uh, i don't think it should be called death star 2 i think we should call it (laughs) Star Killer Base. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And and then and then Palpatine's like, that's the that's really dumb. Like I don't remember the exact line, but he's like, no, 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 that's dumb. We're sticking with Death Star Two. I sense you disagree, Lord Vader. No, it's just Death Star Two feels kind of derivative. Mm-hmm. And I suppose you have a better name. How about Star Killer Base? No, oh, that's the stupidest name I've ever heard. 
and and then it comes around where Kylo Ren gets brought into it, and he's like, "Ooh, I'll call it Star Killer Base." He's like, "Ooh, I like that." <laughs> I I, did, I actually love that whole subplot with Vader and with the Emperor, and like he buys him the mug for Life Day, and and like he gets ridiculed about it, and then he actually Great ends up. Yeah, and then he ends up liking it as he's thrown down the shaft at the end of it all. Like, it's just, it, it's a really clever way. I, it, it also gives you a chance to play some of your what-ifs a little bit. Like, what if Kylo Ren was actually an apprentice of the Emperor? You know, what if this were to happen? What if, you know, there's just a number of things that you're able to see as you go through it. And I actually found myself getting a little annoyed when they went back to the life day preparations. Like every time they cut away from her scenes, I was like, okay, get over it. Just go back to Ray, go back to what she's doing. Like I almost saw myself getting annoyed. And there's a very good reason for that. I don't know about you, but they did not play Poe Dameron right on this one. He was played dumb. (laughs) Like what did they do with his character? Like they dumbed him down so much. Yeah, I mean, he was definitely playing like the dumb cool guy. Like that—that's what they—they. They, I didn't get cool guy at all. I got just dumb. <laughs> well, you know, like yeah, he's just he just they they didn't really do his character well. But I agree with you that it was the all that stuff, life day stuff on the ship. I didn't really care about. Um, like I I wanted to get back to the the time travel and what Ray was doing. That was honestly the more engaging thing. I here's the thing. You know, if you're if you're listening to this on the release day, and maybe you know a lot of our listeners um, listen to our episodes a week or two after, um, which is fine. That's that's they're up there for forever, so you can listen to them whenever. And you may be thinking, oh, it's January. I'm not watching a holiday special right now. Honestly, it's not really holiday y. So, like, this honestly could be something you watch in June, and if mm-hmm. you just ignore the life day stuff, it. It, it it doesn't really play like a holiday special. It plays as more like this cool adventure through time. And, it, and I, I think that that was definitely the more interesting story. And the, and the time where I found myself laughing, like you said, when they made Poe Dameron dumb, it's for the laughs. It's like, oh, I'm not laughing at this. Like that, like that whole sweater that he's wearing. And he's, it, it just, it's like oh, ugly Christmas sweater is all I'm thinking in my mind. You know, I, I think, you know, I think one of the reasons why this plays so well for me is that, you know, Rise of Skywalker, the whole the, the whole sequel trilogy that we've been on for the last five five years, you know, was, it took itself really seriously. It it, it 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 I think one of the reasons why people have a lot of problems with it, besides some of the plot elements of the of the three movies, I think it took itself really seriously. It played like a blockbuster. All three of them did. All three of yeah. those movies did. I agree the original the original three movies. The original New Hope did not play. It played like a space opera. It played like a corny movie. Uh, Empire Strikes Back is one of the greatest movies of all time. Let's be honest. And Return of the Jedi is a really good movie. And and, and but none of them, none of them took themselves seriously. Even the prequels, they were melodramatic. They were definitely period pieces for sure. But they didn't take themselves very seriously. I feel like the sequel trilogy took itself way too seriously. Now we get to the Mandalorian. In the Mandalorian's gritty. It's like a western. John Favreau's going for that like loner with a gun feel. This is just a fun-hearted, light-hearted way to enjoy Star Wars without 
having to get involved into an entire series like Clone Wars or Rebels, which again is also lighthearted, but has a series and has a, has a story behind it, which is really hard to enter unless you're in that mindset. This just gives you 45 minutes of fun with some of your favorite characters. Yeah. It's, 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 it's not a commitment. It's just, it's a fun story. And honestly, I, I am really excited for, um, uh, you know, one of the things that was announced at Investor Day and honestly long before was the Marvel What If series. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And this is a, it is in the MCU, but it is a canon adjacent story. So it's asking, you know, what if uh, Peggy Carter was the one that got the super soldier serum? And so what I, what I love about this is they're going to be compact episodes that I'm not going to then have to be like, all right, well, now I have to go watch a bunch of other movies to like figure out how this fits in. And if I'm coming into this, I have to now watch 27 movies to figure out how all this fits in. Like it, it, it is its own kind of standalone thing that can be enjoyed in a one shot rather than having to be like, all right, now I got to you know read articles and do all this research research and figure out where all this fits in. Yep. I agree with you hundred percent. Yeah. I'll tell you one of the, the things that I feel that they, they completely missed the mark on that they should have done with this. You know, that the, when they bring the DJ in towards the end, yes. they should have brought DJ Rex in from star Wars galaxy's edge. Like, I was honestly why, waiting for that. When the DJ came, I was like, DJ Rex? I don't know why they didn't do it. That would have been perfect. Bring Paul Rubens in to, to voice him. Like it would have been a good tie in. Now in fairness, I mean, it is, uh, well, no, DJ Rex, that is the right timeline. So, yeah, that, no, that, that wouldn't have been a timeline issue. So, not, not the time mattered in that particular special anyway. But, <laughs> but uh, no, but it's interesting. The continuity airtight. Yeah. No, but to your point, as we kind of round the bend here a little bit and, and we'd start looking towards the end of the show, I think, you know, <laughs> we started laughing at what this original episode was supposed to be about, which was Disney and that warm feeling. And, and you did a really good job kind of summarizing why those two things go hand in hand, Matt, which is Disney at its core is all about storytelling and evoking a sense of magic. Holiday time is all about evoking a sense of magic. You know, when you can bring those two together in a, an effective story that, you know, becomes a tradition you know, that's why those two things come hand in hand. And, you know, we've talked several times. We've covered the Santa Claus trilogy now. We've talked about Noel. We've talked about Home Alone at this point. You know, obviously, we'll probably have more holiday movies next year that we'll review. But those were the three that we chose to go with this year. And, and we, we've talked several times that it's hard for a holiday movie to become a classic. It's hard for something to break that mold and become something that you want to watch. I legitimately can see myself turning this on every year i can as something fun to put on while i'm putting some christmas decorations up or after i got home from a long day's work and i just don't want to invest like a lot of time in a new story and i just want you know an hour's worth of you know brain time untangling this could be that for me i don't know how about you no i i agree that it's, it's just a fun it's a fun ride um, you know, there, we all kind of need shows or a movie like that, that, you know, we just turn on and I mean, a lot of people use friends or the office as that kind of just unwinding thing. But, you, know what mine um, is? you know what mine is? It's the golden girls. They really, really I, I, you ask Nate, my partner, we, I will come home after a hard day's work and I'll watch two or three episodes of the golden girls as I just sit there and scroll on my Facebook or whatever. And I'll have, I, I know every episode of the golden girls. 
Wow. That, wow. Yep. I, I, I did not know that. It's the um, Golden Girls. Yep, okay. absolutely. I, I am a huge, huge, huge um, B. Arthur fan. I love, I love her. I love Dorothy and honestly, Sophia too. I mean, you can't go wrong with Sophia. Yeah. See, I am a I am a new content junkie. YouTube is often where I go for like my brain dead time okay. where I'll just go on uh, mindless uh, YouTube strategy games and I'll turn on three hour long YouTube videos and just sit there mindlessly. That's honestly where I do that. Otherwise, I am a junkie for new stories. Like I love watching new series and series that I should be should be watching. So like I just I just started watching Gravity Falls and mm. I'm really enjoying that. You know what I'm doing right now? I'm actually on Hulu. They have got 35 seasons of Survivor, and I've been Whoa. going through watching the. I'm up to season nine now. I had seen the first four or five years ago, 20 years ago when they came out, but I'm rewatching them all because there's 40 seasons total now. Oh, and wow. yeah, they have two 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 seasons a year, 20 years. They just had um, season 40 which was winners at war. They took 20 past winners and put them on the islands together. So I'm, I'm, I'm catching myself up through all the seasons so I can watch winners at war, but I'm, I'm finding that I'm, I'm loving every second of it again. And again, it's mindless TV. It's, it's, it's stuff that you, you, you get invested in, which is, you know, I've never been a bachelor or a bachelorette fan or a RuPaul's drag race or whatever, but more power to the people who that's what they're, that's their release, you know? And, um, like you said, this is one of those movies that you can put on and, and for 45 minutes have a release. Or, you know, we've talked about High School Musical before. You can put on High School Musical and have a release, the, the, the series. You know, it's it's mindless television. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and sometimes that's just necessary. Absolutely. So, Casey, this is our last episode uh, that's coming out before Christmas, correct? Uh, I believe you are probably right. Yeah, this is coming out on the 20th. So if you're listening to this on the 22nd. So yeah, after this, we um, we move into the next episode. We're not going to actually, I'm glad you brought this up. We've only got one episode uh, this week. Uh, we're not going to have one come out on Christmas Day. Yes, we, we decided to give everyone a break because, you know, we, we, we want to make sure that we are spending time with our friends and family this holiday season, um, virtually, of yes, course. Yes, virtually. I say hopefully not. You know, if it's in your bubble, it's fine, but do not go and spend time with somebody who's not in your bubble, please, unless it's virtually. Yes. So however you are spending time with, with family and friends, uh, we want to... Uh, we, we did not want to be blasting your socials with like, hey, listen to our new podcast. So we'll be back next Tuesday, week from today, um, kind of back into more some regularly scheduled programming outside of the holidays. But uh, lots of great episodes coming up. Um, you know, Casey, you've teased that on our social medias. Um, and uh, we're, we're starting to kind of look for what episodes we're going to do, you know, January, February. And gosh, can you believe it? You know, our, our one year anniversary is coming up here really soon, to be honest with you. March is going to be here before we know it. I, 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 we were just talking about this before we started recording that we're, I can't believe we're like th- less than three months away from that, from that anniversary. And to be honest with you, we, we started March 17th. Never in my wildest dreams did I think that we would still be socially distancing and virtually doing this thing a year later. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I expected maybe through the summer, but holy smokes. And again, I'm not going to, this is not a COVID podcast. We're not going to get into that. This is meant to take you away from COVID, but there is light at the end of the tunnel and we've just got to make it through 
um, just just a few more months of, of being apart. And then before you know it, life can return to whatever normal looks like. So, but yeah, in the meantime, guys, you know, Matt and I, you know, today's the 22nd. We want to wish you and your family, um, whether you celebrate Christmas or Hanukkah or Life Day or any, whatever you celebrate, you know, even if it's Festivus or the rest of us, you know, uh, whatever you celebrate, just, we just hope that it's safe, it's happy, it's joyous, you know, and again, think about those things that have brought us together, Disney, the holidays, whatever, the things that bring us joy every day, because, you know, that's what makes us human after all, you know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, we're, as we come on this new year, I know this is kind of more of a Thanksgiving thing, but, you know, this holiday season, I, I, I'm very thankful to, for, for you all, the listeners, um, yeah. you know, I, I, I can when we concocted this idea and it's, it's one of those, you don't know if two people are going to listen or 10 people or 20 or whatever. And, and we've just been blown away by how many people are listening. So thank you. Um, you know, we, we thank you almost every podcast, but we're going to continue to do it because, uh, you, you guys are, you guys are awesome. We, we love you all as listeners. Absolutely. All right, my friends, if you want to get a hold of us, you can do that by reaching out to us on social media, Facebook, Beers and Ears Podcast, uh, Google, uh, you can email us Wow. Gmail, you can email us at beersandears1928 at gmail.com uh, or you can get us on Instagram and Twitter at beersandears1928. All right. I don't think we should raise our glasses. I think we should lift up our plates of tip yip as we toast our way out of the show. Uh, this episode has been on us. Have a great rest of your night, everybody. Thank you. Happy holidays, everybody. Bye-bye.